Memory is definitely something that women struggle with at menopause. And, you know, there is an absolute and utter reason for that happening. The estrogen decline is affecting the centers in the brain that are responsible for these functions. Hello, and you know what? We are still moving through menopause. Now, you know, it's a little bit crazy in the room today. We've got Tamar Chalice and uh, Claire Osserwell. You know, us gals, when we get together, we just can't help ourselves, can we? So we're supposed to be talking about memory today, but before we came here onto, onto air, we were talking about food, uh, our favorite subject, actually. And uh, Tamar and I were sort of moaning about the fact that we're not really, dairy doesn't get on with us you know I love dairy but it just doesn't like me at all and I would say there's arguably a link between a lack of memory and focus and dairy so mm. any intolerance actually if you're eating it and it's creating mm. inflammation it's going to compromise your ability to think straight focus and memory and you know remember stuff so yeah yeah well that is something that we've talked about uh, before this link between you know you are what you eat and uh, what you eat can interfere with how your body works I mean, memory and menopause, honestly, I, I, it was quite funny, the email trail before this conversation. What is it we're talking about? <laughs> was, I mean, memory was, was not doing very well at that point, was it? It may be that I forgot to mention it. But anyway, memory is definitely something that women struggle with at menopause. And, you know, there is an absolute and utter reason for that happening. The estrogen decline is affecting the centers in the brain that are responsible for these functions. And, uh, and you know, like you said, inflammation and anything else going on is just going to add to this difficulty. But, you know, for me, honestly, I, I mean, I was dangerous driving. I was all over the place, not knowing half the time what was happening. Um, getting into mischief in car parks, reversing, like forget, almost forgetting how to drive. It was awful, awful, awful. And um, I mean, I don't know. What about you, Tamar? What What do you find or have you found? So I know when my memory's gone, when I start losing words, it's I've not drank enough water that day. I'm not very good at drinking water. I don't feel thirst very often. I have to be thirsty to feel thirsty. So I have to be really conscious. So if I'm trying to have a conversation, I'm going, oh, I've lost the words. I think, oh, it's the water. I've not had enough. Um, and I occasionally megadose B vitamins as well. That helps my brain function as well. We've been discussing good B vitamins and not so good B vitamins. I do do the Barocca because it's quick and easy and cheap and, you know, tastes good. Um, but I think Claire's got some better alternatives to that one. <laughs> Yeah, well, she probably does. Claire, what do you think? <laughs> I think I describe Barocca as something that I would use and do use or an alternative, um, unbranded, even cheaper alternative, um, that you can actually buy with a zinc, which helps the vitamin C be absorbed. I use that when I have colds and things like that for emergencies. But I would say you wouldn't want to mega dose that on a regular basis. You want to stick with a kind of better brand. I mean, one tablet feels like a mega dose because they're quite intense. I'm not saying I'm putting three in a glass or anything like that. Yeah. That would well, be mad. No, not for me. So, you know, movement's my, my modus operandi. So uh, keeping, you know, the oxygen to the brain, boosting the circulation and 
You know, we absolutely know for a fact, it's scientifically proven that uh, strength training boosts the chemicals that uh, enhance the neuroprotective chemicals in the brain. Uh, so the neuro, the, the neuroplasticity is around, um, they call it neuroclastic and neuroblastic activity. Mm. And that's very similar actually to what happens in our bones with menopause that we have the cell turnover. And this is a natural process that occurs throughout our lives, but with, with aging and then particularly with this hormonal fluctuation at menopause or hormonal decline, the activity of uh, new cells coming along and old cells dying and disappearing, it, the balance shifts. And so you get in more loss as opposed to, uh, as opposed to being in balance, you get in more decline of cells. And so, you know, there are chemicals that we can acquire that boost this, that we can improve with exercise. Uh, BDNF is one of them. Uh, and do you know what? Brain-derived neurotrophic factor. Oh, I remembered it. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, BDNF is boosted, particularly, actually, by resistance training. And Claire knows, because she's done Pilates with me, that rubber band thing, Claire. Resistance training, the hand weights, even body weight training. You know, that's the best thing. You've always got your body with you, haven't you? So... Uh, body weight training boosts BDNF, which protects against this neuro uh, neurological decline, the, the loss of neurons. And studies have shown that it's good for, uh, you know, protecting against dementia and particularly Alzheimer's. So movement has a really important part to play. And I, you know, I would never profess that it's the only thing that we should be doing, but it's definitely something that women should be doing. And, you know, sadly, women uh, around menopause start to experience aches and pains that they maybe never felt before. Uh, and your moods like, oof, I feel like it, really not, you know. So it can be really hard. And so we find that women go into a bit of a decline as far as physical activity concern is concerned. And, and so it's really so important to sort of keep yourself fit and healthy for as long as you possibly can to preserve this neurological function. So what, what about you, Claire? How, how are you doing memory-wise? Um, <laughs> well, I have Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, which means that my short-term memory is not great anyway because um, of the connective tissue mm. issue. Um, so menopause for me um, was a return to baby brain so I couldn't, you know, I found like you did getting in the car. It's like, I've forgotten how to drive this thing. You know, where am I going again? You know, that kind of thing would just go. And then you can't, you don't have the follow on thought either. There's just a blank or where you've hidden things. And you're constantly having to hide things around the house away from my son, like the TV remote control and sweets and stuff. They're gone. Um, this was how it was. And then I obviously use essential oils and had a lot of success with essential oils and essential oils i'd recommend I just line them up in front of me oh, oh. really good for this kind of problem are rosemary no surprise rosemary for oh. women um, really good for focus really good for kind of brain health blood um, getting drawing the blood fresh mm. blood back up into the head so 
in support of exercise, getting that kind of good blood flow through the top of the head. Frankincense, amazing. They've done studies on the benefits of frankincense, essential oil and dementia and Alzheimer's, really, really positive. And it's a small enough molecule to make it through the blood-brain barrier, which is exactly what you want. So those two, fabulous. For some people, it's wild orange, which you can combine with the rosemary, that kind of fresh citrusy burst, which will kind of, you know, oh, yes, that's what I was doing again. I could restart peppermint because it really does kind of, you know, ground you. And if there's any anxiety that's contributing, i.e. you're supposed to be doing something really important, you've forgotten what it is, or you're in the middle of a presentation or you're talking to a business person and it's like, gone. Having peppermint around can kind of bring you back into yourself. I've got clove here as well, which so could be another alternative to people that don't really get on with, you know, the peppermint and rosemary family of plants. So oils really work for me. Also vitamins. I've found since I've been mega dosing that my memory is so much better. And I would put that down to my B vitamins and I would put that down to my C vitamins. So I think it's those two. And E actually, because E is veins. And, so it's, and it's about this kind of taking care of the blood flow through to the head. I also read the other day, which you guys will be pleased to hear, that if you work for yourself, you have a much uh, better chance of avoiding um, um, Alzheimer's and dementia because you're having to use your brain constantly to problem solve. And it's like the people that do Sudoku. And by that, I know that you build up what's called intellectual capital, which mm. means that the brain, when a pathway calcifies, will just find a different neurological pathway to go down. So it gets around the problem and it keeps, you know, you can keep, it just keep, can keep doing that. Whereas if the more kind of you shut down and you give in, you don't do the exercise, you just accept your lot and get depressed about it, the more your brain is going to reflect that and just also simultaneously shut down. I mean, I think you were you're talking about that creativity piece, aren't you? There really that, uh, and we talk about that being really important part of wellness to sort of explore your creativity, to have some creative outlet in your life. Uh, do you do you have creative outlets, Tamar? Do you have any of those? <laughs> I wish I had time, not particularly. <laughs> no. no. Single oh, parent right. working three jobs, one of which is self-employed. Not oh. so much. No, I like to read. I'm a reader. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's definitely good for your brain if you can stay mm. awake. That was my problem. <laughs> now, but what, but what Claire did say, and, and that did resonate with me actually, when you said about anxiety being part of this puzzle, actually, because stress and anxiety are going to make that whole memory piece a, a lot more difficult because it puts us into that part of the uh, the the parasympathetic the sympathetic you know response so Tamar uh, you know unpicking this real complicated puzzle because it isn't simple is it mm -hmm. at the end of the day managing anxiety and uh, strategies for that I'm sure yeah. 
So panic anxiety, there's all kinds of things you can do. So like you said, it's the nervous system. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I find really good for clients is weighted blankets when your nervous system is heightened. So, you know, I'm not saying sleep under it all night. They are very heavy. But just an hour before bed, maybe on your spiky mat, um, blanket on top, spiky mat underneath, a good hour before bed brings your nervous system down. Um, We've got breathing techniques. So I've noticed recently because I'm working at home a lot and not moving around as much, I'm doing a lot of shallow breathing. So I'm trying to be really conscious about deep breathing and getting the oxygen around the body Mm. Um, so for panic I learned recently about these really sour sweets called toxic waste I think they're an American thing like super sour but if you're having a panic attack if you eat these sweets it kind of shuts off that part of brain and brings on the front part of the brain and brings you down from this panic attack I hear they're a bit of an endurance task like we're talking super sour but I'm totally Claire. effective. Oh, well, that's interesting. Claire looks like she's heard of this when yeah. I haven't. So. My son is addicted to toxic waste. <laughs> I, do you know what? I'm disgusting, of, but, you know, effective. I'm probably going to say that they're probably full of sugar, even though they're sour. So um, it, it may be not the best thing for us to choose. But, you know, the essential oils, just taking a whiff of those essential oils can, can kind of bring you around. You know, smelling salts in the films when you're having the vapours and you get smelling salts. <laughs> so that's what I was going to ask is how are you consuming these oils? Is it through sort of diffusers and things or are you putting it on your skin or in your food? Or I, well, all of the above. But I think if I was out and I forgot something... Um, or in a place, I, I always have oil on me, surprisingly, oily witch. Um, and I would be putting a drop on the palms in my favourite way um, and then dry inhaling it through the hands because by doing that, you start to bring on the breathing, don't you? And it's kind of, you can deepen your breath, as you say, which is really beneficial. Mm-hmm. And you're getting it into your head and through into the through the olfactory bulb and actually into the brain that way. And then you rub it on the brainstem when you mm-hmm. finished, just to kind of have a completely heady experience with them. So that would be how I would use them in the moment. Otherwise, it's diffusing when you're working or you want to remember something. Having it going in the background is going to be hugely beneficial. I add um, certain ones to water, the water I drink all day long, and I recommend that to um, people when they're studying exams or doing anything stressful because they can take a bottle of water into an exam or stressful situation, and just consuming it that way is also a kind of like lovely way to do it. And they also say that like when you're revising for exams, if you're eating a particular sweet or wearing a particular perfume, if you then eat that sweet or have that perfume on in the exam, it brings you back to that memory when you were learning the material and helps you to recall it. So you've got a dual purpose there. Well, yeah, I mean, it is amazing that ability of aromas to transport you, you know, to a place in time. So I guess I can see how that would, would work. I think the thing to just remind people is we are talking specifically about a very high-grade nutritional essential oil, the, the ones that Claire is referring to, and not all oils are suitable to be ingested. So you have to be mindful of that. But um, And you mentioned rubbing it on your brain stem, Claire. Well, and I think what you meant is... The I mean, on the back of your neck. <laughs> I knew what you meant, but yeah, but that, you know, it is interesting how, um, you know, the skin that overlies an area, you know, like where your kidneys are, for instance, and uh, how you can get back pain from a kidney infection. So that the skin that overlies that body part does have a relationship with it or a relation to it. And so, so yeah, like um, 
rub it over your brain stem at will. <laughs> I, I mean, I love those oils and I absolutely love those, the aromas I do. And I put in them in my um, hot water in the morning and, uh, and I had my aunt to visit at the weekend. You know, I've got a collection of, of the oils that you use. And uh, we, we, I got the box out and I was handing them round and we were all sniffing them. And she goes, is this a game that you play on a regular basis? <laughs> <laughs> and actually, you know what, it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did have a rosemary oil and I, I was I, I opened the cupboard and it fell out and broke oh. on my kitchen floor the other day very upset about this but of course then the whole house smelt of rosemary i had real, a really productive day and i've only just realized why oh, <laughs> because everything smelled of the rosemary so of course i was on top form top cleanse the rosemary and it's an astringent it's antibacterial it's natural preservatives it smelled great <laughs> what was this i forget what i keep forgetting <laughs> it is so frustrating isn't it walking up the stairs and going what why did I come up here again? I hate it. I absolutely hate it when that happens. Drives me to distraction. You need not more vitamins, Philippa. You need oh, more vitamins. That could be it. I I, um, I I love it. What did you say? Hiding stuff and then you can't remember where you are. Oh, that is the worst. And that That's happens good. all the time. Just don't do it with the Christmas presents. That could be bad. That has oh. happened. Where like I've discovered something like six months later and thought. <laughs> it's a little thing not a big thing you remember where the big things are but just the little yeah. things just think, yeah. i'll just shove it in there in fact consciously this year i had to think i'm putting all the the stocking stuff in this place claire <laughs> in this place i started to move them around i thought no don't this is high risk for forgetting so yeah I mean, oh, yeah, don't move them around. Yeah, if you've got more than one place to try and remember, that's the end of that, isn't it? Forget it. I have it. to use the reminders in my phone for everything. I used to sort of have a mental calendar for the week mm. until my, maybe about five years ago. Now everything's mm. in the calendar. And if it's if it, I don't look at the calendar, then it gets forgotten. So things like I would have to put a reminder in Christmas Eve, this is where you've hidden this thing. <laughs> well, tell me what happens if you got locked out your phone like I did the exactly. other day when I forgot my Google password and was exactly. locked out for like 36 hours and had a complete the meltdown. world would end calendar nothing and i have about five different calendars for different jobs all trying to connect and yeah oh yeah man. i mean that that is you know that is part of um memory issues it is sometimes which our expectations of our own abilities is we've, we've kind of over egged the pudding there a bit at tamar and modern life is really <laughs> can be really challenging for people with all so the passwords. Oh, passwords. Don't get me started on the passwords. It's like, are you kidding me? It's and like you've used this password. Forget. Do you get those scary Google emails where it's like, we've detected yeah. these passwords on the dark web. It's like, no. well, I don't know what they are to get in to change them. <laughs> Horrendous. Horrendous. I mean, but I think um, technology has actually made my memory worse because I know the information's there. I don't need to retain it anymore, yeah. so I don't. So you're kind of de-skilling yourself as well. Yes, and that is a very real phenomenon. I absolutely know that's a very real phenomenon. I've heard something said about employers 
having to re-engineer the way that they work with young people because the, the, they have the attention span of a gnat. I mean, I see that with my own young people that I gave birth to, and it's very discouraging. But anyway, it, such as it is, you can't help it. But I think I think you're quite right that um, devices, we can use them to aid us, but equally they can kind of rob us. Do you remember when you used to know everybody's phone number off by heart? Yeah. I mean, I used to know every, I still know the ones that I used to know, even though the people <laughs> don't live there anymore. But, um, it, it, and now somebody you go to an appointment, can I have your emergency contact? And you're going, hang on, I'll just look at <laughs> But phone numbers were like six digits long back then. Mobile numbers are so much longer. You know, the memory optimum is yeah. seven plus or minus a couple of numbers. Say that again, the what? Your memory, I think, like a number string, isn't the optimum is like seven you can remember and then it starts oh. fading. Yeah, but how many how many numbers do you have to remember now? You used to know like your three best mates at school, didn't you? Oh, and, and your own number, and that was it. Because <laughs> you had your 10p in your sock for the phone box when you were out. It's true. Yeah. Oh, and I was now, telling my son about phone boxes the other day. He was like, What? I know. We <laughs> love phone boxes. Love phone boxes. I love actually that where I've seen a phone box repurposed as a like a book exchange. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a I lovely love idea. Uh, what else? You know, uh, a good place to put a, um, oh gosh, what they called? Kajing, those devices. Oh, defibrillator. Uh, yeah, that's it. Kajing, you said kajing. Oh, yeah, cash machine or <laughs> a defibrillator. that would be handy in a phone box yeah. on every corner, wouldn't it, if they hadn't got rid of them already? I saw something funny the other day, which is a bit relevant to this, which was we were watching Shetland, that series on iPlayer, and uh, they have cake fridges. Oh, so I saw that. Stop by the side of the road and this beautiful fridge of all different cakes and you can buy a cake. And so, you know, they I think they're quite good with boxes and stuff. Oh, yes. But dairy free and wheat free though. Uh, but, you know, joking apart, joking apart, it is entirely about doing everything we possibly can to optimize the situation you know, have an influence over this process yeah. and not to feel like we, we can't or it's inevitable or, you know, and we can really have an influence and that we can work together to, to affect the most change that, um, you know, because it's, in my opinion, it's, it's everything that we do. It's movement, it's what we ingest, it's what we use on our skin, you know, the lotions and potions, it's our thoughts uh, you know, it is every every little bit of us. And if that feels like a mountain that's too difficult to climb, just know that one bite at a time or one step at a time is, is taking you in the right direction. And to be encouraged by us, you know, normal people who try our best in our everyday lives to practice what we preach, to feel well, to share to share our messages with people. And so I wish you all here with me in the room and everyone who may at some point happen upon our small contribution, uh, the, the most happiest and wonderful new year. We are hoping for the best. That is all that we can do. And so thank you all to you lovely ladies. Thank you so much. Join us on our Moving Through Menopause Facebook group 
uh, for even more hilarity. Thank you, ladies, and uh, goodbye for now.